Hello, everyone. Welcome in to NTT. It is that time of year again. Um, you got onions smelling in the air. You got uh, the smell <laughs> of nets being cut down. It is March madness in November. Um, I think the championship game will be played in December, but that's kind of typical of any uh, of any tournament. But um, for us three, I am here, Coach V, with JD and Coach Bradley. How you guys doing, co- coaches? Doing good. I'm excited to talk about some some laundry on the deck here in uh, in November. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're popping skis, so I'll pop mine right now. Last night, last night, I had some pancakes <laughs> with some homemade maple syrup from my. Uh, my brother's father-in-law makes a uh, homemade maple syrup. So I usually get a um, jar of that and some pancakes and some skis. So nothing like that for dinner, right? <laughs> Congrats on the big win, man. What a run. I know. I didn't expect it, but I'm really happy. But we'll get to that later. Let's jump into region one, okay? So we'll start off talking about the Duluth Bulldogs against the Bethlehem Rangers. Duluth was number two most of the season and then became the number one seed after uh, Carnegie dropped their uh, conference championship game um, to Camden, I think, one of the teams. Anyway, uh, but, I mean, what what can you say about these guys? Uh, their seniors have won one NTT, and since then they haven't won one. They lost in the championship two years ago. Last year they lost in the Elite Eight. Um, but you know, they, they just keep reloading. Um, they are the PNTT champions and it's really an embarrassment of riches. Uh, I could go through all their statistical categories, but that would take a long time. So I'm not even going to do that. On the other side, you got Bethlehem, the Rangers. Um, this is not the matchup you're looking for. If you're Bethlehem, I don't think, I don't think anyone's looking forward to this matchup. Right. But they do have Zachary Cottle. Um, Jacob uh, Cardenas. Um, Bethlehem is um, not top 10 in any statistical category. Duluth is top 10 in 10 statistical categories. I'm not sure how many I have, but number one in many of them. Blocks, assist, rebound margin, turn, <laughs> all this stuff. Anyway, um, any thoughts on this matchup? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> what, what what can you say? If we're, if we're being honest here, I mean, Duluth is a team that everyone loves to hate. I mean, they you know they've signed basically the top player in every class for the past four plus years, and you know, winning multiple you know double digit ties along the way, you know, much to the chagrin of everybody. And so the they're talented. I mean, they're the the real life version of Kentucky. You know, for for uh, the sim basketball world, and they they've got the talent that backs that up, and they're the team that everyone is going to be hoping gets knocked off along the way. Um, so yeah, I don't think you have to say much more beyond that about Duluth and then Bethlehem. You know, they're a team that you know this is their third year in a row in the NTT, so they've had like a nice little run here. Their seniors are kind of leading the way of Cottle and Cardenas, like you mentioned. So you know they're going to be hopeful to kind of go out and kind of spring an upset you know sometimes you see crazy things happen and when you get to the big dance some 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 veteran teams pulling off a pulling off an upset so we'll see if uh those guys can lead to uh 
you know, shock the world. But I mean, you know, they're going into their, their, you know, 20 plus point underdogs going into this game. So we'll all be surprised if, if this one is, uh, if this one's close. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Nick and the Gorillas, coached by Coach Golf Team 31, back in the NTT for the second straight year. Last year, they made the Elite Eight. Um, Macon is number 10 in free throws attempted, number four in steals, and number eight in blocks. They're going up against Banger. I hardly knew her. Um, Wild Ducks, <laughs> uh, they are back in the NTT after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, Banger is uh, eighth in defensive three points attempted allowed. Um, so, uh, yeah, eight nine matchup. Um, it's same region um, for recruiting and stuff. So that makes it kind of fun. But um, yeah, you got guys like Ethan Ba, Daniel Burton, um, and then just a real solid team all around for Banger. So what do you see in this matchup, Brad? Oh, okay. I, th- <laughs> I thought I was doing the other game. Sorry, I'm all... It's it's all right. I, I can jump in if you weren't looking at it. Wait, wait, wait. Looked at you... for a couple minutes. <laughs> Did I mess that up? It's Yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'll no, do no, the yeah. first four. He'll do the bottom four. So, um, yeah, this is an interesting matchup, you know, in that, uh, you know, Macon, they've got um, kind of like their, the guys in the on the wing that are kind of provide most of their offense. They're a great defensive team, you know, averaging, you know, opponents are only shooting 41% against them. And then you, you have Banger. They have such like a balanced team. You know, everyone is contributing kind of across the board. But Benny Fortens is such a great player and the senior point guard, you know, 15 points, five assists, two and a half steals per game. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely, he's not shooting very well. So he's kind of, you know, he likes to go hunt his shot a little bit. But he's a guy that just can affect the game on so many levels, and you know that's kind of I think that's going to be the key for for Banger. You know they're they're playing against a tough defense, but if he can get rolling, um, you know it could be you know they could they could pull off the the mild upset here. But I think it's an interesting interesting matchup. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I noticed about Banger is um, they did pretty. They stuck with normal normal, um, and then um, once they kind of got into the meat of their schedule. With, uh, Carnegie, Rochester, uh, Montpelier, they switched a little bit, uh, trying out a few different things. Uh, lost three in a row there. Um, but once they went back to normal, normal, they seemed like they were more comfortable um, and things like that. So I'm not sure if that will help them in the tournament. That also coincides with not playing as tough as a schedule, but they did beat a team like Camden, which is a huge win for them um, in the 14th game. So. Let's look at the next game. We've got the Youngstown Solaris going up against the Ocala Opossum. So, J.D. knows Ocala really well, um, has played them. Do you play them twice every year? Um, yeah, we're same division. No, actually, we're, we're opposite division, so I play them once. But you, but you did play them twice this year. Yeah, so. we played in the conference tournament as well. Yeah, so um, Youngstown is led by their um, three-guard lineup. I mean, tell your... He plays, but um, he's really, I mean, he's huge, 6'10". So, and this guy's averaging 65.3% true shooting. They don't have the toughest strength of schedule, number 154, but you could tell Tellier is a really big player, and he's part of a 129-31 class. So, you know where that 31's coming from. It's coming from him. Um, and if he can pull up a class 
um, that that's, that's that low in the uh, Sherwood hoops um, uh, magazine ranking, then that's pretty good. Youngstown is number seven in offensive rebounds. They're number 10 in blocks, number two in turnovers and number five in points. Ocala is number two in free throws attempted, number nine in true shooting margin, and number eight in assist. What do you see in this matchup? Well, it's interesting, and once again, that you have like the the backcourt for Youngstown, who is you know just so productive. I mean, between yeah. Wells and Robertson and Tellier, they all basically average twenty points a game, and so um, it's going to definitely be a test for Ocala's uh, perimeter defense. Luckily for them, their perimeter defense is, is pretty strong. I mean, yeah. Vaughn Main, he's not part of like a highly rated freshman class, but the guy's a baller. I mean, he's yeah. 16 points, six assists, two steals per game. Um, you know, he you know tore us up. You know, whenever you know, whenever they blew us out in the in the conference tournament. So you know, he's a baller. They've got guys that you know they're kind of you know balance across the board. Basically, four guys averaging 15 points per game. Um, Nathan Butts, he doesn't lie in the post. Um, mm-hmm. They've got, they have a, you know, a pretty balanced team. So, you know, I think it's an interesting matchup overall. I like their defense a little bit more than, um, than Youngstown. Neither team played a great, you know, you know, uh, schedule overall. Um, so we'll see, you know, which team had the more inflated stats as a result, but um, I mean, obviously I'm going to, I side with the, uh, the conference team here. Um, I think uh, Ocala can do some damage against Youngstown. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, do you know if Nathan's related to Alfred Butts? He must be. He must be a, a distant nephew or something. Yeah, yeah. So, Alfred Butts, um, he's, a, uh, he's a fan favorite in uh, some of our circles. That League DTL- 5 legend. <laughs> League 5 legend from back in the day. <laughs> cool. Well, let's look at the next matchup. Um, we got the two seeds, St. Paul Saints, coached by Coach Blue, going up against uh, the Owensboro Hammers. So Owensboro, this is their in coach Robert. This is their program's first ever NTT. So congratulations, coach. That's a huge accomplishment um, for them. They get the treat of playing St. Paul, who just, uh, I mean, they've they've just been really solid the last uh, the last few years. Last year, last two, last three years, making it to the Sweet Sixteen, but not further. St. Paul is number four in turnovers. That's the only top uh, 10 statistical, statistical category they have. Owensboro is number four in defensive free throws allowed. Number three in defensive three points allowed. Number one in defensive true shooting. Number 10 in true shooting margin. Number four in blocks. Number one in points allowed. So these guys, uh, they like to play defense, keep the game, keep the scoring low. Um I mean, St. Paul's not a crazy scoring team, but um, something's got to give in this matchup. What do you guys, What do you see, Brad? I'll, I'll oh. take one more. Sorry, my bad. I, I keep messing up. But, and I'm gonna walk off the podcast. I'm being cut out of all my work. Um, <laughs> no, St. Paul. Saint, everyone loves St. Paul because they're they're willing to stir the pot and try and uh, and, and anger you know the fans for Duluth. It's kind of like the Louisville to. Uh, yeah. Kentucky in real life. So everyone's a fan of St. Paul and, and what Blue's been doing, and he's got a pretty solid team. I mean, he, there's no, like, one star player they count on um, to do everything. You know, the, the guys on the bench play a lot, and they produce. So 
you know, you have to be impressed with um, kind of like the depth of that team. At the same time, you know, everyone's going to enjoy an underdog, you know, here as well with Owensboro. As you mentioned, you're getting the NTT for the first time. Um, you know, Captain Sebastian Morgan is, uh, you know, leading the way at point guard. And, you know, if he can have a have a big game, you know, a lot of, you know, that, that can be a, a big deal come tournament time. You know, how, where can the, you know, what, what can your point guard do? And, you know, they got a good player there. And I think it's, I think it's a really interesting matchup. I mean, that defense is legit. So um, St. Paul's going to have their hands full. For sure. For sure. And I think everyone wants to see that Duluth, uh, that Duluth-St. Paul Sweet 16 matchup next Friday, if they can both make Definitely. it. I know the networks do. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go to Brad. We're going to look at the Fargo Wild. <laughs> the Fargo Wild, coached by Coach Caruso, um, going up against the Tuscaloosa Tritons out of Conference 12, winning their conference tournament to make it. Um, Tuscaloosa is number 10 in three points attempted. That's their only top 10 statistical category. Um, Fargo is number four. In free throws attempted, number five in assists, and number six in points. Um, what do you think, Brad? Well, I was I was ready to say oh, Tuscaloosa can't hang there for their heads going against a two-seed, very talented Fargo team. Um, but I, I think I'm going to put Fargo on upset alert here. Tuscaloosa, their, their big um, – their strong point is their two senior big men, 6'11", mm-hmm. Walter K. And seven-two center William Kinsey. Yeah. And when you look at Fargo, they like to go inside. You know, they don't shoot a lot of threes. They like to focus on scoring in the paint. Two leading scorers are their power forward and center. Um, so I I see this actually being a really tough matchup for Fargo. They are the more talented team, uh, but I am not going to be surprised if we see one of our classic like deep. League 31 double digit seeds pulling out a win here. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm leaning towards Tuscaloosa on this one right now. Yeah. And Tuscaloosa has made the NTT the last three years, or this is the third year in a row they've made yeah. it. Um, last year they won the first round. The year before they got bounced in the first round. Um, so, you know, this could be, you know, the year they, it's always nice to have two senior big men, you know, kind of. Um, holding down the fort there, and yeah, we'll see what they can do. Totally. Next up, we got the Inglewood Igloo Makers, coached by Coach McVicker with the three. Um, always holding up that three. You know, you got Blake Ramsey, the shooting guard, going up against Hot Springs Strollers. So Hot Springs is always one of those teams that it's like, man, they got a lot of talent on their team. You know? Yeah, they got the fifteen-two class, the four-seven class, the thirty-three thirty class, and then. They're entering two of their seniors. Um, so lots and lots of talent. Definitely. I mean, Tyler Smith was a big time recruit and he's playing like at 21.8 points a game, 56.3% um, shooting 61.1% true shooting conference player of the year. This year. Last year, first team um, all league. Uh, so that's big. Um, you look at Inglewood, uh, they, they aren't, um, Top 10 in any statistical category. Hot Springs is number five in true shooting, number 10 in true shoot margin, three in rebound margin, two in assist, and then Tyler Smith is the third highest uh, game score in the tournament. Wow. 
Yeah, one of the things that sticks out to me right away in this one, as you talk about those uh, where they rank statistically, is Hot Springs has the advantage of they've played the number 252 strength of schedule. And then Inglewood has played the number 25 strength of schedule. Um, so it's not a surprise that Hot Springs has kind of loaded up on some of their stats uh, because you could really criticize them for not having played anybody so far this year. But they, when you look at their class rankings and stuff, this is a really talented team. It's just hard to gauge how these teams are going to match up. Um, the, the biggest thing for me is uh, we're in a, a November-December tournament here. The Igloo Makers seem like they might be really prepared for, uh, you know, the climate this, uh, this season. So uh, you look at Noah Brown and Blake Ramsey. They've been tested this year. They've prepared their Igloos. And I think we're going to see Inglewood uh, pulling off a win here with their uh, one. Well, Noah Brown's a freshman guard. And, and he's a small guy, six foot, but I, I like his, I like his game. I think we're going to see a good performance from the winter ready Igloo makers. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's look at the next matchup. We got the three seed Evansville Buffalo going up against the 14 seed Virginia beach Vipers um, back in the NTT after a long hiatus, four straight DTTs before winning conference five this year. Um, wow. So, uh, Virginia Beach is um, number six in defensive free throws allowed, number 10 in defensive true shooting percentage, number four in defensive points. Not a great schedule, but, you know, yeah. there's you still, got, you still got to hold teams. And then Evansville. Evansville is number one in defensive free throws allowed, number seven in three-point attempted, number four in true shooting, five in true shooting margin, number three in assist and number two in points. Evansville's the team that seems to get all the players that I max. Um, they, all, they all go to him, every one of them. No, Mushi Douglas and Jonathan Smith, and then he's had a couple others in the past. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've, I've lost a lot of ties to this guy. So <laughs> um, what do you think about this matchup? Well, Evansville definitely looks like the more loaded team here, uh, and their offense looks, you know, very impressive. They've got – uh, two guards shooting 61% true shooting. And then their uh, small forward is putting up 22 points a game on great percentages yeah. as well. And then you look, uh, you look at Virginia beach. And like you, like you said, they've been in the DTT the last couple of years and they just brought in uh, a strong freshman class led by their center, Oliver Pritchett, who looks pretty studly. But I just – it's hard to think that that's going to be enough yeah. against a team like Evansville. So uh, this is this is one that looks like we have a heavy favorite to me. For sure. Um, all right, let's go to the last matchup. we got the Lansing Blue collar going up against the Waterloo Woodchucks. Woodchucks. Um, two former NTT champions going up against yeah. each other. Um, the Blue Collar got some studs on their team. You know, Quincy Styles, Gavin Hall. Peter Ellington, Albert Kelly, uh, Waterloo. Um, they score a lot of points, 89 points, and they kind of spread it out amongst all of them. John O'Neill um, has is 55.8% true shooting percentage on 18.4 points a game. Uh, Malik, Malik Cock um, has 17.7 points and 7.1 assists. I mean, they put up numbers, that's for sure. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Waterloo is number eight in defensive three points allowed, number six in blocks, number seven in turnovers, and number three in points. Lansing is number one in three points attempted, number two in offensive rebounds, and number nine in turnovers. What do you think about this? Well, these are two really great programs, and it's a shame that they have to match up in the first round. Um, Like you said, they've both won a championship before, and these are, I think, Conference 15 and Conference 18 are uh, arguably two of the most prestigious conferences in League 31. Um, so this is this is a you know probably a game that's going to be primetime television. Uh, these schools have big followings. Uh, these are deep programs. I, I think I like uh, Waterloo's scoring options. Um, you look at their starting five; all those guys scoring double digits with good percentages. These guys are tested in a tough conference. Um, I, you know, I want to be a little biased towards Lansing here as my division mate. Uh, and I would love to eat my words, but I think I'm going to pick Waterloo in this one just for the offensive options that they have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They look solid. Um, well, let's, uh, I don't know. Why don't you give two or three players to watch each of you guys give two or three players to watch in this uh, region and then we'll do our picks. Sure. So the Duluth starting lineup. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> the uh, t- you know, they arguably have you know th- the three most talented players, and you know if maybe even three or four of the top ten, you know for sure. So you have Tippins and Sullivan obviously leading the way. So those are two guys you're gonna look out for you know quite yeah. a bit. Um, I like Ethan Baugh for for Macon. Yeah. Um, I've talked about Javon Main for Ocala. If they're gonna make a run, yeah. I think that's yeah, gonna that's be awesome. him. So um, those are some guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my uh, my senior front court duo, Tuscaloosa. I think we might get to see them in more than one game. And uh, offensive wise, I'm looking at uh, like Bruce Elsner for Evansville, mm-hmm. and uh, then Waterloo's point guard Malik Cook. Um, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to look for those guys to lead their teams to wins in the first round and beyond. Yeah. I mean, Tellier is a huge player. Um, I really like Chandler Harris at yeah, uh, St. Paul. Um, Owensboro, you got Tyler Smith, obviously. Mushi Douglas, um, Quincy Styles, and Gavin Hall for Lansing. I mean, there's so many good players. Um, cool. Let's do our picks. Um all right, uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Duluth St. Paul Sweet Sixteen um, after uh, St. Paul takes down Ocala and uh, Duluth takes down uh, Banger. I'm gonna take Hot Springs to take down Fargo and Evansville to take down Lansing. Evansville taking down Hot Springs and. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Evansville to the Final Four over uh, St. Paul. I think St. Paul gets uh, Duluth again, So, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's wishful thinking. <laughs> and there's your hot take. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going with the favorites. I mean, I don't see how, you know, it, it's impossible for me to pick against the, the town of Duluth. I'll be cheering from Duluth all the way along the way, but I'm not expecting it at any point. So, um, 
top four, you know, same except for I'll, I'll go with Macon over Banger, but yeah, Duluth over Macon, Ocala pulling the upset, St. Paul, um, St. Paul Duluth, and uh, the most anticipated Sweet 16 matchup of the tournament, but Duluth will prove victorious. And, um, you know, they haven't played a tough schedule, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick Hot Springs to roll out of the, the bottom side of the bracket to uh, eventually, you know, fall victim to Duluth. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking at, at the, my bottom half of the bracket. I'm going to take uh, the Igloo Makers, and I think I'm going to take Waterloo Woodchucks for the Sweet 16 matchup there. Um, and so, I, you know, in contrast to you guys, I've got Hot Springs losing, and then I have Evansville uh, not making it to the Sweet 16. Um. And then up top, I'm going to, you know, skip ahead to the, the St. Paul Duluth matchup. I agree that I think we're destined for that. And I, I just, I, I'm not using my head. I'm using my heart on this one. I just love how Blue has kind of had Duluth's number recently in some big matchups like the PNTT. Um, so I'm going to take St. Paul uh, out of the this group as a whole, and we're going to see the Saints in the Final Four. Thanks. Let's go. Cool. Well, uh We'll be back next with uh, Region 2.